Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. You know, a couple games ago, after the Warriors beat the Nets, I wondered on this podcast whether or not the Warriors were actually back on track after a month of playing poorly after a month of Steph shooting like the worst he's ever shot for an extended period in his career I was like maybe maybe they're starting to get used to playing with clay they're starting to get used to the new rotations and they're making do and adapting to life without Draymond Green now this past set of games I highlighted them as very, very winnable games. They had Houston, San Antonio, and Sacramento. Obviously, the Spurs game was challenging (laughs) because they sat out so many dudes, but there were three games against lesser teams, and they took them all. It was a great trilogy of teams to get back into a flow, to get a rhythm as a team. And right now, the Warriors look like the Warriors. I think they're right where they should be. They're getting through that adjustment period. Now, I don't want to jinx it and say that Steph's slump is over, but Steph's slump is over. Against the Kings, he played 32 minutes, was 7 for 11, 4 for 7 from 3, hit both his free throws, had 7 assists, 20 points. He did get knocked in the face, and he had a bloody nose with blood coming out of both of his nostrils, which really sucks. So they didn't bring him back in the game. Luckily, they didn't need to. But his shots were going in. He looked like himself out there. His body language looks like it usually does. He doesn't look frustrated. He doesn't look like he's trying to figure something out. He hit some very, very Steph-like shots. So I'm pretty sure his slump is over. Yes, he will have some really bad shooting nights in the future, maybe in the near future. But it looks like whatever weird hitch in his getup, whatever shooting from his toes instead of the balls of his feet. Like he's done with that. He's figured it out and he looks like his normal self out there. Now, if he shoots like two for 15 from three, that's fine. (laughs) Right. But what I'm looking for is how he's missing and how he carries himself on the court, his body language. That's always really important. That's always a telltale sign with him. Clay Thompson, dude was 8 for 11. It looked like he was about to have one of those Clay Thompson versus the Kings nights. He was 7 of 9 from 3, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 23 points, plus 20 on the night. 7 assists. Now, that is impressive. I've talked about how his passing has been really, really good since he's come back, how he's really developing chemistry with the other guys on the team, like Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, this is just like another evolution of Clay's game that we were starting to see before he got injured in 2019. It's awesome. It's great to see. And you can tell by having Clay out there, it takes pressure off of Steph, especially when Clay's shooting like this. And because Clay is again starting to attract attention, when he first got back a couple of weeks ago, some teams laid off him a little bit because they didn't know what to expect. They were still all up on Steph. But now, They're starting to guard Clay a little bit more, starting to double him a little bit. And so that leaves the rest of the guys open, including Steph. Sometimes they leave him guarded one-on-one. So we're starting to really see the effect that these guys have on each other, have on defenses. Jonathan Kaminga, eight for 10 from the field, missed both of his threes. He had seven boards. He fouled out, but he had 18 points. And he had some amazing drives and buckets in the paint. 
you know, he had a bunch of mistakes throughout the game, especially early. He had a couple turnovers and he missed some rotations. He was getting lost on defense, which as a rookie, prone to do, you know, but Steve Kerr played him 26 minutes and got a hell of a lot out of him. We're starting to see more of what he can and what he's able to do. He sets some damn good screens. You know, he pretty much sets textbook screens, even his arms like (laughs) up, you know, he helped Clay get two wide open threes just by screening his man. And as a change of pace guy, you saw it here in this game, the Warriors were hitting from deep and then Kaminga was attacking inside. He adds such a different wrinkle to the game when he is on and his ability to attack and basically punish the rim. It's getting more and more impressive and he's got decent moves under the basket. You know, like he has that where he comes from the wing into the paint. He backs somebody down and then he pump fakes. And if they bite on that, he goes up when they come back down. If they don't bite on it, he goes under. And in this case, in this game, he did that and he hit a lefty layup. The kid's 19 years old, you know, and his left is as good as his right. He has these moves. He has his confidence. There's one play in the first half where he got the rebound and he dribbled the ball up on the break. It was kind of a slow break. And the other four dudes on the court, including Clay and Steph, they stayed at the three-point line, and Kaminga took it down left wing. It was one-on-one with Tyrese Halliburton, who's a great player, but is skinny as hell. (laughs) And Kaminga backed him down, put a move towards the lane. Halliburton cut him off. Kaminga drop-step pivoted and just went up with a lefty layup. The kid's not polished, but the kid has moves, you know, and he's super duper skilled. And you could see in general that there was just a lot more confidence from the secondary guys, you know, like the backups, all the guys that played in the Spurs game. Damian Lee was hitting shots. He was six for 11, 14 points. JTA played a decent game. He was three for five, had four boards, three assists, three steals. Again, the Warriors didn't have Draymond Green, Andre Godala, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielitsa, or James Wiseman. And there will be an adjustment period, especially when Dre comes back. But if there's anyone that can make that adjustment smooth, it's Draymond Green. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and over, minimum age and local requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN. Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat in New York call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 and Draymond said that it doesn't look like he's going to need surgery that his back looks like it's progressing and I'm really glad he doesn't need back surgery that just seems like a terrible, terrible thing for someone like him who 
plays against so many bigger dudes and who plays underneath so much and who relies on just his physical strength against bigger dudes. So I said before that he'll probably be held out until after the All-Star game. At this point, that just seems obvious. But hopefully he comes back soon after, after that break. However, if you need to keep him out, keep him out as long as you need. You know, I say that about all the vets, all the core guys, Iguodala, Draymond, even before Clay came back. I was like, if you need to keep him out longer, keep him out. But you need Draymond Green for the playoffs, for the postseason run. You know, so as long as he's back, hell, if he's back March, April, whatever, that's totally fine. You don't want to bring him back, have him get hurt, and then be out through the end of the season into the playoffs. I mean, hell, the Warriors finally picked up a game on the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, they ended their 11-game winning streak. They lost to the Atlanta Hawks. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very thankful for that one. So right now the Warriors are just two games behind the Suns. They're four and a half up on the Grizzlies. But, you know, I said, let's win some of these very winnable games and make sure the Phoenix Suns are looking over the shoulder, right? I mean, the Suns have been playing so well and they know that the Warriors haven't for a month. But to see that after all that, they're only two games up. I mean, that can't feel good. Also, I noticed tonight that three of the Warriors picks who have been at the number seven spot were in the arena on the court tonight. Steph Curry, Harrison Barnes, and Jonathan Kaminga. The other was Chris Mullen. I don't know if he did the local broadcast, but just another reminder that the number seven pick is really, really lucky for the Warriors. They've hit on that pick every single time. Sure, Maybe Harrison Barnes didn't become like an all-star or a star or whatever, and maybe he helped cost the Warriors Game 7 in the 2016 Finals, but the dude was critical during the early dynasty and has been a solid, solid player in the NBA and has actually upped his game this season. But then you have Steph, who's a Hall of Famer, of course, Mullen, Hall of Famer, and Jonathan Kaminga, who will probably be the Warriors' best player in like four years. So not bad. Not bad. The Warriors have three days off to rest up for Steph to heal his nose (laughs) and for all the old guys to kind of get their bodies right, to chill. (laughs) You know, three days off. I don't think the Warriors have had three days off between games this season so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing them recharged come Monday. Anyway. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, wherever you listen. And if you want to say some nice stuff about us in a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be super awesome. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.